Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yay Networks. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. Welcome to Love Letters to Kelly. I'm Kelly Raspberry. Robert Ehrman's here with me again this week. And you know what, Robert? What's Singing that? that Love Letters to Kelly jingle. Mm-hmm. That's one of my Carolina girls. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the mom, Tracy Dempsey, sent this in and said, I've been a fan for a while. Listen to the Kid Craddock Morning Show every morning. My kids love singing along to the radio commercial jingles. And once my daughter, Donna, realized she could send you a clip singing your jingle, she had to do it. <laughs> Donna is wearing a Carolina Gamecocks yes, jersey. She She's got the most beautiful eyes, and I love her sassy little self. Tracy, thank you for sending that in. Donna, you did a beautiful job. You don't hear a lot of little girls named Donna anymore. No, you don't. That's like an older name, right? right? But it, maybe it's making a comeback, you know? But um, it just reminds me, I got a, a letter from um, one of our listeners, Molly. Okay. And, you know, I love helping people name their baby. So I'm like, help me, you know, write in. I'll help you name your baby, your business, whatever. She wrote in to let me know, thanks for helping me name my baby. I named her Hallie Luciana. She said, I felt disappointed when you, me, picked Evelyn over Hallie. So that's when I knew Hallie's supposed to be her name. Because she was so disappointed I didn't pick Hallie. She's like, okay, then it's supposed to be Hallie. So that's funny. She didn't go with the one I picked, but I still helped her pick the perfect baby name. Yes. So anyway, she said, you're the best. And she saw me at a restaurant a few weeks ago and almost said hi, but didn't want to bother me. Biggest regret of her life. Well, yeah, I want every... Listen, I get that a lot of times. Bother me, please. Bother I get me. DMs after the fact. Just yesterday, I went to have pho with my husband. Uh, and I get home, and last night, and when I should be going to bed, I whip out my phone. Just let me check Instagram real quick. And she slipped into my DMs. Did I see you and your husband at this pho restaurant today? Yep. Yes, you did. Please say hi. I don't know why people... I don't. I know they don't want to bother me. They don't bother me either, But Kelly. truly, you're not bothering me, as long as you're polite. <laughs> Now, if you want to come up to me and tell me you hate me and you don't want to listen to me and you think my advice is stupid, save that for an email. But so when it's eye to eye contact, is it just a high or can they go ahead with the uh, dilemma if they have one? I have had people ask me love letters to Kelly in person. Okay, they're like, I want to write in a letter to you. I was like, Well, you got me right now. Ask me. And some of them then panic right. and they don't want to because sometimes the questions are well, a little embarrassing, I guess, totally. you know, but, you know, I don't mind answering. Please say hi if you see me in public. I promise I don't bite. Are you embarrassed to talk about, like, sexual questions when the listener is on the phone with us as opposed to not on the phone with us? Or does it matter to you? Well, sexual questions always make me a little uncomfortable anyway, because I'm I'm just always have this fear that Jerry or Connie Raspberry will be listening. Mm. That's the one podcast they'll decide to tune into and they hear me talking about sex. Yeah. But we do talk about that a little bit more openly on our podcast than we do on the Kid Credit Morning Show because, I don't know, there might be kids listening in the car and they're expecting more family entertainment. Right. And then I say, S-E-X, and then I feel bad, you know. But, yeah, I'll be a little bit more open here. I don't ever get too graphic, though. Right. I'm, I just get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I know. I guess that's the Southern in me. <laughs> 
I'm a grown woman. And yes, believe it or not, I do occasionally have sex. Oh, okay. I am married, though, Robert. Don't I judge. You. I hear you. Well, I'm not, and I do, too. So. <laughs> um, dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I'm talking to this guy right now, and he's actually really sweet, and I can see a good future with him. We're actually going on a date on Friday. However, I don't know if it's going to go well. I'm not that good with starting with the conversation, and it takes me a minute or two to warm up to people. Do I cancel it or go London? She's never been on a date with him? No, How just talking to start? him. He's really sweet. They um, have a first date coming up. Oh, maybe it's like an online sort of situation, right? Yeah. Well, once again, it's is it? It's real easy to talk to people on, on chat or whatever, but when yeah. you, all of a sudden it's like... People uh, are real bold in chat, too. They're like sexually what suggestive. What did you say you were going to do? Yeah. And, oh, what are you wearing to pick me up? And then when you meet him, they're like, they totally clam up and freak out. I mean, he may be just as nervous as you are, or he may be a big conversationalist. I always find it's just simple to find, if you've been talking to him anyway, just to pick some really safe conversation starters, like... Did you ever see the Spider-Man movie? It's really shocking, you know, that it didn't get nominated for an Oscar, if that's how you feel about it. Or maybe you could talk about this restaurant you're going to and the different menu items. You just don't put so much pressure on what it is you're talking about as long as you're talking. See, that's how I am when I was on first dates. I can't stand dead air. Until I am very, very comfortable with someone in a relationship, I can't have long moments of silence now with my husband we can ride in the car we don't have to speak for 20 or 30 minutes at a time now because we've gotten to a level where we're comfortable yeah but at first i couldn't let 30 seconds go without dead air and i'd come up with something <laughs> just anything because i feel like this is failing this isn't going yeah. well maybe that's a radio thing i don't know i can sit in silence for well, being on the radio, a lot of time. when you let something sit in silence, even for five seconds, it sounds like it, it seems like an yeah. eternity. But when you're in a car alone with someone, it's like, oh, real quickly, just go to like Yahoo and pull up uh, the day's news stories. That way you have a couple of things in your back pocket. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, Robert, just today I was just going through the websites and I saw off the coast of Australia, this swimmer got literally eaten by a shark. And it was in the news today. And I mean, like, that's not something you'd normally bring up in conversation. But if you're scrambling for something, you look over and say, oh, my gosh, did you see on the Internet today where that guy swimming got bitten by a shark? That could lead to a whole conversation. Totally. It doesn't have to be necessarily, where'd you go to high school? Yeah. What do your parents do for a living? What did you want to be when you grew up? That's kind of. See, I like that better because I feel like I have to talk and then it's just about myself. Yeah. I would feel way more comfortable talking about something Headlines. stupid in the thing. And it could lead back to a story where I saw a whale once on a whale watching yeah. thing. But it, that's not the whole, yeah. this is what I did. This is what I did. This exactly. is what I did. But, you know, as young girls, when we start dating, we are told that men love to talk about themselves. They do, And that generally. you ask men a lot of questions about themselves. You know, where did you go to school and all those kind of things. But I think just kind of being a well-rounded person if you're on your phone all the time and you're on Instagram checking out other people living fabulous lives, you're not going to have much to bring to the table. But if you're a little well-versed in, you know, what's going on at the movie theaters, who's, you know, just what just can, happened at the Super Bowl, anything that's recent that kind of me shows that you're well-rounded. Can you make notes on your phone to bring those things up? Or is that well, wrong? That might too? be kind of awkward. I don't like it when people are always on their phone on a first date because that implies it might be a nervous but habit. But can I preface that with, hey, I've, uh, a, uh, game, a game we can play. Oh, I don't know about that. No? Okay. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My son is 13 and he asked me if he could have an Instagram account. 
He said it was only to follow an artist that he liked from YouTube. I wanted to talk to him about it first and tell him that there are a lot of people who pretend to be someone they're not, and he could be talking to someone that's not real. Anyway, the subject came up that guys pretend to be girls or vice versa. Yes. And that's when he said it didn't matter, and I asked him what he meant by that. And he said, I like both genders. Oh. Now, before I get bashed, I just wasn't expecting that answer. Why would you get bashed? I wasn't ready for that. And to be honest, I'm really not sure how I feel about it. I have a gay friend, but I have had other hopes and dreams for my son. I wanted him to take a girl to prom, get married to a sweet girl, have babies. I just didn't imagine anything different. Please don't just answer with, it's 2022, get over it. No, that's, do you listen to me? (laughs) I still love him, obviously. (laughs) I just wasn't expecting that. Please, Kelly, what I'm asking is for you to give me some advice on how to deal with this. It really hit me out of nowhere, and I could just use some advice, Scarlett. Okay, Scarlett, here's the thing. You know, I was talking to a friend about this, or did I talk, I don't remember where I say half the stuff I say, Robert. But I know when I was probably 13 or 14 years old, I had girl crushes, but I never thought I'm a lesbian. I just didn't. But I know I had girl crushes. But now I think with social media and let's be honest, it's kind of like you get attention if you come out and say, I'm bi or I like Mm -hmm. both gender. You do get attention. It makes you different. It makes you stand out. I'm not saying your child is or isn't bisexual. I don't know. And at 13, did they really know? They're confused about their feelings. So I'm not saying you have to pigeonhole what what your son's going to be and like all your hopes and dreams for, you know, the traditional have family been have been decided. Yeah. Like you said, you love them regardless, right? So let's just love them through it. You don't have to have these in-depth conversations. But I just know this is a very real thing that's happening that suddenly everybody's bisexual. Everybody's everybody. Some people do want you to believe that because I'm not going to go ahead and say that my 13-year-old is definitely something when you're still figuring it out, you mm-hmm. know? But as far as the Instagram, let's go back to your initial thing. At 13, it is kind of scary because you don't know who they're talking yeah. to. It's not just with Instagram. It's with playing um, those video games mm-hmm. where they play with people. They assume they're talking to another 13 or 14-year-old girl, and it's some 40-year-old pervert man, and they don't know. So if you are going to give him an Instagram, what I would say is, yes, you can have an Instagram if that's what you want, but I have the password. And I am able to go on at any time and see what you're saying. But Mina, you know, I have one friend that she told her daughter many, many years ago that she, when she gave her her phone, she said, I have an app and it allows me to see every uh, text message you send and I can check all your voicemails. And she does not have that app, but her daughter thinks she does. And so what she'll say sometimes, she's like, go ahead and give me your phone because my phone's in the room and let me go ahead and see it because you normally see it anyway. And it's a total it lie, works. It works. but it works. So, but with, with the Instagram, you can have the password. And if you find out that he changes it on you, then you can make his life a living hell, right? Because you're, you're still the parent there. Yeah. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You know, I get a lot of relationship questions here on Love Letters to Kelly, the podcast. But you know what? The most important relationship you can have in your life is the relationship you have with yourself. If you've got a lot of negative self-talk going on in your head, that does manifest in a lot of areas in your life. And I think BetterHelp Online Therapy is a great way to make sure that you show up for yourself. You know, we take our care of ourselves in so many ways on the outside. You know, we go get our hair done, we go get massages, things like that. But really starting from the inside out, 
is what you can get with BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, they offer video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com letters. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash letters. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. Love the show, and I hope you can give me some advice. I'm married to an amazing man. We've been married for 10 years. We have two beautiful boys. My husband's funny, smart, caring, kind, and super handsome. He's my best friend and a superhero to our kids. The problem is my toxic mother. Until recently, her attacks have always been directed at me, which I just accepted because it's been like that my whole life. However, about a year ago, she left a letter on my windshield, and I was at home, that accused my husband of being, quote, cruel to our children, particularly our oldest. It was shocking. My husband confronted her about it, and she admitted it was not true. So why would she say it? Uh, She was caught. (laughs) Since then, we've blocked her and only communicate through my stepfather. We still allow them to see the children, but only in our home and supervised by us. Mm. My biggest fear is that she will say something to my children to try and turn them against me and my husband. She said I was punishing my children by not allowing them to be alone with her. She tells my family and her friends that I'm mean and ungrateful. How do I protect myself, my husband and kids without being a bitch? Thanks for your thoughts, Jane. Well, Jane, I think you're doing everything right. I mean, the fact that you're still allowing her to see them after mm. pulling that stunt is a miracle. I mean, you you should get a little yeah, you know, you can metal people. for that. Right. I mean, your mother obviously has a lot of deep-seated issues and resentment towards you. Maybe she's envious of the life you have. Maybe she is just, you know, it's like a... I, I've witnessed that in my own family where I've seen... Um, I'm not going to name names where it's like... Somebody in my family would get a boyfriend and her mom would almost go for the boyfriend, go for the boyfriend, like flirt with the boyfriend, like pay, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. It's weird because there was this unspoken competition and maybe that's it. Maybe your mom, I mean, it feels that towards you you. and it's so funny, you know, you said when your husband confronted her, which I'm very proud of him for doing that, I'll sometimes get a, a hateful message online. And I'll let a lot of it slide. But every once in a while, I'll, I'll respond and I'll say, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way because I didn't, the way you heard it, it was not the way I felt it when I said it. And they'll write me back, oh, Kelly, I'm so sorry. I was having a bad day. You're my favorite. I love you. Thanks so much for responding, you know. And so your mother just got called on the carpet. Yeah. Would she say she didn't mean it? Of course she yes, meant she it at the time. Mm-hmm. She's just envious. Envy is an ugly thing. It's such an ugly thing. So... I'm assuming that everybody that's in your mom's life already knows this about her and they just put up with it anyway. We all have toxic friends that we keep them around for whatever reason. So I would just keep doing what you're doing. But if, but there's no reason, what is her reason to be alone with the kids? How is that harming the kids that you're not letting them be alone with her? I mean, just, she's just trying to get her way. So I wouldn't risk it. Personally, I think you're doing fine. The fact, like I said, that you let her see them while you're there that's the best thing you can do because you're still letting her have a relationship with them. And I would just keep doing that. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I met this guy at work a while back and we didn't start off very well. I thought he was an awful, good for nothing, lazy person. One of those, if you know what I mean. One of those. And I immediately despised him. 
Then we got put on a few assignments together, and the next thing you know, I'd gotten to know him, and he was actually a decent human being. Our friendship grew over a few months, and I offered my help to him whenever he needed it, and he did the same for a while. Now I'm a little confused. I suspected near the beginning of our friendly relationship that he had feelings for me, and that that suspicion only grew over the months. He was there to offer his support through some tough times, and he was very supportive as I expressed my anxieties and worries. I felt like I could tell him anything, and I looked forward to seeing him at work every day. I began developing some feelings for him, but at the same time, I was wary because we're very different, and I wasn't completely sure if I could trust him. Plus, I have too much going on for heartbreak. So now I wonder, is it because I've been reserved that he's lost interest? At least I think that's what's going on. He's still there as my friend, just not as much as he used to be. And I wonder now, as I've always wondered, is he only my friend because I have a higher position than him at work? I've gone through cycles of feeling super motivated and to be an independent and completely cut him out of my life. But then I talk to him again or see him again, and he makes me so happy for those minutes. I wonder how I could go on without that happiness. Then he goes off with his friends and does something dumb, or I overhear a piece of dramatic gossip regarding him, and I get angry at myself for disregarding my initial impression of him because it might have been spot on. I know this is a lot, but the disorganization of this letter probably reflects my inner state right now. I can't decide how I feel about him and what to do about him. Do I cut him out completely when I think he's generally a good person and it's just peer pressure that makes him appear awful? I think my influence is good for him. Do I stay his friend and turn a blind eye to his annoying habits and questionable friends? I want him to do well. What I do know for sure is that I truly care about him. He's told me things that he doesn't even tell his other friends, and I want to be there for him, but I also don't want to waste my time being taken advantage of or look back and regret being there for him. Plus, with my higher position, I have a lot at stake if he betrays me, humiliates me, or intends to ruin me. I just don't know what to do, and I can't keep going through this endless cycle of wishing and wondering and obsessing and hating him. Thanks for any advice you could give confused. Please go find somebody else. That was exhausting. That Any, was an anyone ex- else. I am exhausted hearing that letter. You have played out this whole romantic scenario in your mind, and he's just tooting around. He has Hanging no idea guy. what's yeah. going on in your brain. You've created this whole romantic scenario that's all in your head. First of all, as his superior, you're playing with fire. Yeah. You know, just because you're a woman, I'm assuming... What if, he's, uh, what if it's the same sex? I have no idea. Guy. Look at me assuming it could be uh-huh. a same sex thing. Mm-hmm. But you're still playing with fire, you know, with the, if it does go to hell in a handbasket, you could be really in a lot of trouble. So, I mean, there's no reason for you to be rude to him in a work environment, but you need to start sniffing around somewhere else. Yeah. Go be proactive, you know, get involved in other areas, go online dating, but this ain't it. I'm not saying that people who work together can't, have a relationship you need to check it with your company if that's okay a lot of companies have a policy oh, yeah. absolutely zero no CNN. way no how but you need to find out yeah cnn recently <laughs> that's a great example they hid it for his yeah. it was the unspoken secret until somebody got pissed off and then blew it up in everybody's face mm-hmm. you see how that can end yeah. up so you need to find out if it's okay with your company first of all but it sounds like this is all in your head and i think that's why i think she's a girl because we do this yeah but somebody is nice to us and smiles to us and we suddenly think this is it we have feelings for each other and it doesn't sound like but you have to be nice because you can't go scorched earth yeah you just have to be professional because i think even as a subordinate or whatever i've found that a man if he's interested 
really interested, you will know it. And yeah. you don't have to guess. You don't have to ask and wonder what he means by that. No, no, no. And if you are in a relationship where you're constantly second guessing his feelings and how he, and if he's just showing up here and there, that means you're either a booty call or he's immature. And But to me, from what I'm gathering from your letter, it doesn't sound like he's really shown you any romantic feelings other than what you are interpreting. It does not sound like it to me. So I'm I'm suggesting that you're barking up the wrong tree and that you need to look elsewhere. You've got this wonderful fantasy and it's fun to imagine all these scenarios, but it ain't real and you're wasting time. So start looking elsewhere, but still be professional at work because if he does come back and say, maybe he knows you have a crush on him and maybe he's purposely distancing because he doesn't feel that way. So now he's like putting the space between because, oh, I think she was getting the wrong idea. Yeah. I wasn't And interested. he's afraid of getting fired too. Right. So, and then if you start retaliating as his superior and start giving him little crappy assignments and things, don't think that won't come back to bite you. So it's a risky situation. So keep it professional and look somewhere else. Love letters. Robert, I don't know if we've ever addressed this on our podcast, but I am obsessed with cereal. Mm -hmm. I love it. Even the sweet sugary cereals, I'll put more sugar on it. I just love it. There's something about the cold crunch, that sweet crispy crunch with the milk. It gives me so much pleasure. But I know all that sugar, all those artificial colors and ingredients, they're just not good for me. And the older I get, I realize that it's not just important for me. It's also important for my kids. They love cereal too. And that's why I love that I have discovered Catalina Crunch. Catalina Crunch cereal tastes great, but it's also got zero sugar. It is keto friendly if you're trying that, Mm -hmm. you know, keto lifestyle. Plus it packs a whopping 11 grams of plant-based protein and nine grams of fiber in every serving. And it's low carb, so it's perfect for, you know, the Atkins diets, too, if you're on that. They have tons of great flavors, but they also have variety packs, so you can do a little sample and decide which ones will be your favorite. Now, I started off by trying the nostalgia-inducing cinnamon toast. Mm. So good. And like I said, if you're not sure which flavor you want to try first, that's what the variety packs are for. And remember, not only do these not add any sugar, they're also gluten-free, grain-free, non-GMO, none of the junky ingredients you want to put in your body. Nothing artificial about Catalina Crunch, but most importantly, it really tastes good too. See why Catalina Crunch cereal is the fastest growing cereal brand in America. Just go to CatalinaCrunch.com letters, get 15% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's CatalinaCrunch.com letters. Not sure which flavor to start with? Try a variety pack and check out their delicious cookies and snack mixes while you're at it, too. Again, that's CatalinaCrunch.com letters for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I started dating a guy a couple of months ago. He's amazing, treats me like a queen, and spoils me rotten. In two months, huh? Mm-hmm. He gets up and makes my coffee, oh. and he doesn't even drink coffee. Whoa, well, that's a keeper. (laughs) Brings me breakfast in bed. Yeah. He's always looking out for me and my needs. There's just one problem. Uh Uh-oh. The sex. Oh. It's absolutely awful. Oh. To the point of tears. Oh. I literally want to cry while we're having sex, and he has some medical issues that affect his manhood. We're exploring other options to help in the bedroom. My question is, should I stay or should I go, Joy? I'm not going to make that decision for you. A lot of people have beautiful marriages with a man or a woman who is paralyzed from the neck down 
They, they, they physically cannot com- have sex. So you're at least having bad sex. <laughs> I mean, they're having no sex, you know? You're having breakfast in bed. I mean, it's only been two months, too. I mean, you're in the honeymoon phase. So, of course, he's going to be, you know, my husband at first was laying it on thick. I still have a great <laughs> husband, you know, but at first, the, the courtship phase. You're not making first, your coffee anymore? He does every once in a while. Okay. But, you know, at first, he was doing the French press oh, well, for me, uh, Robert. Yeah, the was. French uh-huh. press, you know, and that kind of thing. But those kind of things do fade with time when the normalcy and the routine of a relationship sets in. But two months into a relationship, of course, he's showering you and winning you over with all these other outside the bedroom things because I'm assuming he realizes that's a problem. And so you have to decide. I don't know how old you are, did she say? She did not. I mean, are you... 60 and you're just so thankful a warm body found you again well 71 is in her email address i'm not sure if that was the year year she she was was born born, maybe so So, yeah so she's probably around i would i would guess that's a good guess robert she's probably born in 71 or she graduated in 71 (laughs) two different things i'm a guest born but you know that's not a decision i can make for you a lot of people have beautiful relationships with zero sex but if that doesn't work for you then that's, this is not the relationship for you. You might find another guy who maybe doesn't make you coffee every morning, but he curls your toes. Yeah, he does. You know, it's, it, that's, that's the thing you have to decide. But you, you don't have to make, in just two months, any permanent long-term solutions. It sounds like you've rushed things. that you've, It sounds to me almost like y'all have you know, committed yourself that this is it, right? That's why when yeah. I first started dating my husband, I was doing the online thing. I was talking to two or three men at the same time. And the thing that I didn't do was sleep with two or three men at the same time because sex does confuse things a lot. But then you would say to me, well, Kelly, I waited six months and now I'm so deep in love with him and now we are planning a future. And then I found out the sex was terrible. You know, there's an argument for that, that you found out early that it's going to be a problem. But I cannot make that decision for you. I know personally I like sex. Robert, I said it. There you go. I like it, and I want to have good sex when I have it. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? But there, but honest to God, there are more important things in life than right. that. So it's up to you to decide. I can't make that decision for you. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My husband and I have been married for almost three years now, and the talk about kids has been brought up a lot. We're in our early 30s and have considered kids. My problem is that he still acts like a kid. The running joke we have is that I married a kid, so why have another one? Mm. I don't want to have a kid and have him still act like one. How do I address this issue without sounding rude or mean about it? I know he'll be a good dad down the road, but the way he acts in public now and at home doesn't convince me to have one yet. Please help. Helpless. Somebody said once, never make a baby with a a man you don't want to share child custody with. (laughs) You know? True. But... That's just implying that everybody's going to get divorced after Mm. after they have a baby. Let me tell you this. JC from the Kid Craddock Morning Show is like a fifth grade boy trapped in a 30-something-year-old man's body. Totally. He is silly. He is goofy. He's a lot of fun. And he is a great dad. Right. He plays with his kids. He gets down and dirty with them. When someone like me, I'm old school. My mama didn't get on the floor and play with me. My mother was not my playmate. And I think that's affected my parenting of Emma Kelly Mm. when she would want me to do all these things with her as a kid, like play store and stuff. I was bored out of my mind. (laughs) I'm like, can't you find somebody your own age to play with? That doesn't mean I was a bad mother. I just, (laughs) I don't think it meant I was a bad mother. (laughs) People are so judgy now. (laughs) 
But, you know, I'm just saying, just because you're, now, is your husband immature in just the silly ways, like his playful nature? Right. Is he immature because he can't uh, keep a job? Is he immature because he, you know, lets bills slide? How is he immature? You know, because some, he might be a great dad, right? So in your 30s, here's my suggestion, though. You need to go to the doctor and just check out how you're doing fertility-wise because uh, that's about the time when doctors will suggest if you're going to start trying for a baby, start now because it's never going to get any easier. So even if you're not actively trying to have a baby, it's worth it. Ladies, I'm telling you, it, when you hit about 30, 32, even if you're not thinking of baby right now, go find out how your baby-making situation is is going, where you stand fertility-wise. It's very important. But just because you're, I mean, what conversation are you going to have with your husband? I mean, what are you, what are you, you why do you do that? Why are you saying, say, are you still going to act like this when we have a kid? <laughs> well, you know what? A guy that gets down with his nieces and nephews and he's silly and fun, that could be the best dad ever. Totally. So, I mean, I guess it just depends on how you, you're seeing him as immature. How is he as an uncle? How is he, is he, resp do you have a dog? I mean, I know that sounds silly. Is he a responsible dog owner? Things like that. You know, there's, there's signs you can see that maybe would give you a clue as how, is he, how he would be as a dad. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My husband and I have been married for 25 years. Like many couples, we are not often intimate. We are really busy with our kids, but I'm also not often in the mood. I do miss the kisses, and although we do hug and touch, sometimes this can be improved. He started to grow a beard, which I don't like, so the subject came up about kissing. I said, well, it's okay if you grow the beard. We don't kiss anyway. Ah, oh, see, that was a dig. So he said, well, I'm going to kiss you every day now. Ah. Uh, and he has. Aw. It's a good start to making intimacy a priority in our relationship, yes, I feel. Yes, I do too. I know we're not alone, so I would love for this to be validated and hear from you. Any tips on how to improve intimacy and not just sex would be appreciated? Lilibet. He already took a huge step. Yeah. See, when you said that to him, I took it as insulting. And look what your husband did. He flipped it. He flipped and he said, okay, well, then I'm going to kiss you every day. every day. He flipped that around on his own and made it an intimate thing. So you just have to look for little nice things you can do for him. That's how you build intimacy. It's like. You don't you, just say, we don't, well, we don't kiss anyway. Why don't we kiss anyway? Yeah. That, he could have really, that could have ended up going a very yeah. bad direction, which is where I thought it was going to go. And your husband's a great guy. I'm going to go ahead and say that. And you know that or you still wouldn't be with him. But it's the little things that do bring the intimacy, like you said. Why not just when he's um, maybe says he has a headache, say, well, let me rub your shoulders. Let me let me do something for you. Just get you some Tylenol, Advil, any little yeah. niceties that you can do. One of the things I remember when my first marriage was falling apart and I was like, I don't think you think of me once during your day. And I, and I said to him, you know, it'd be nice. You know, you're stopping by the gas station. I said this. I was like, you know my favorite candy bar? I mean, it'd be nice if you just brought me home my favorite candy bar every once in a while. So what does he do the next day? He brings me my favorite brings candy bar. Payday. It doesn't count. It doesn't count because I told you just yesterday. You know, that kind of thing. But really, those little things make a difference to build intimacy. It's like, I know you like this candy bar, so I bought you one at the grocery store today. Why don't you do that for him? Little intimate things. And I, I remember a long time ago with, uh, we ha I think we used to talk to a sex therapist. I can't remember. I just had so much information in my brain from over the years. And a lot of women were saying they were turned off to sex with her husband because anytime she touched him, he's like, oh, let's do it. You know, and foreplay is not just about coming home, giving me a kiss and let's go do it. Foreplay is helping out around the house. Foreplay is, you know, not sitting on your butt while I do all the dishes. The foreplay is let me help you and show you how much I appreciate you and put you up on a pedestal. Those are 
that's foreplay. And so maybe you can start showing your husband, you know, he's your king, you know, he's your hero. And I think that'll eventually translate into the bedroom. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. You know, Robert, I don't have a lot of moments just to myself. I'm always running a kid to baseball practice or picking another one up in carpool. I've got a doctor or dentist appointment to make. But in those moments, when I do have a little downtime, like when I'm sitting in the car waiting for somebody mm-hmm. to jump in with me, that's when I can whip out my cell phone and play a little Best Fiends. Yeah. Robert, let me look real quick. I know we're doing the podcast, but I've got to brag on myself. a brag. I got to brag on myself. You know what level I'm up to, Robert? Um, one, Take a wild guess. 810. Higher. Uh, 1,008. Oh, lower. 999. <laughs> 980. Robert, wow. I'm this close to breaking the 1,000 yes. mark. And it's so fun. Best Fiends is a mobile puzzle game. Anyone can download and play. Like I said, it's just perfect way if you just want to kill a few minutes or you could spend hours because you lose yourself having so much fun. The game features tons of cute little characters that help you solve thousands of fun puzzles. But more importantly, you're defeating the slugs. Robert, those slugs are a nuisance. Yeah, they are. And we have to join with our little fiends, our little cute little bug creatures to defeat them. And I do all the way through 980. And after the show today, it's going to be 981. I know it. I'm feeling good. And the more you win, the more challenges you face. And you never have to worry about them running out of levels because the people behind Best Fiends are constantly adding new levels. So you can play as long as you want and never get bored. Trust me on that. Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I'm a sophomore in high school and I'm also gay. I met this guy in October of last year, and ever since then, we've been talking, texting, and hanging out almost every day. He recently told me he was discovering himself and that he had an interest in men. I've liked him for more than two and a half months, and he clearly treats me differently than any of his other friends, all in a good way. The thing is, if we dated, I don't think anything we do now would change besides what we label our relationship. Is it worth asking him about how he feels about our relationship, or should I just keep what we have going until it becomes an issue, Joseph? Well, I mean, if you have a conversation, no matter whether you're in the 10th grade or you've been married for 10 years, I mean, you can keep guessing and wondering, or you can have the conversation, and then at least you have your answer. And it might not go the way you want it to go, but it takes the guessing out of it. Again, going back to previous letters, we have these whole scenarios playing out in our minds. If somebody says, hey, to us just the right way, it's like, ooh, right. And he was just saying, hey. But we're playing out this whole fantasy about, you know, our futures together. So it's a conversation, especially when are you not sure he's gay? Is that what he said? Or you think the guy said he what what the guy say? Yeah, he's recently discovering himself. So he's discovering himself. So he's not even sure. Right. Right. So what if you invest a lot of time and energy into this relationship and he decides, well, not gay after all. Now I'm sure I, I only like women. I don't know. But Have the conversation. I'd rather have that than live in a state of limbo and uncertainty. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I have a guy best friend, and I have now told him how I feel about him. He told me he doesn't feel the same. Oh, there you go. It's a risk you take. mm -hmm, Whenever we text or FaceTime, though, it seems like he's flirting with me. He keeps talking to me about all of his girl problems and how he found the one. And so when I tell him that I need a break from talking to him, he gets so upset and tells me that it's not what you think. I don't know what to do. My mom and my other guy friends tell me to give it time. And on the other hand, all my girlfriends say to stop talking to him. Do I stop talking to him? Ann. 
if it's too painful for you, it sounds like he's messing with your head. It sounds kind of like a little bit cruel. If you tell somebody you like and they're like, well, I don't like you this way, but I'm going to talk about yeah. all the other girls I like. That's mean. That's yeah. not nice. And that's not what a good friend does. So you're hanging in there hoping that eventually, like the Taylor Swift songs, when are you going to see it's me? You know, she wears, she's a cheerleader and I'm mm-hmm. on the bleachers. When are you going to realize it's me? I think that's what you're hoping that like if you hang in there long enough, he'll change his mind about you. But I do know this about boys. They love a chase. Yeah, they do. And when you shut it down, suddenly he's like, well, why aren't you talking to me anymore? Why didn't you, well, I, what, what? I thought she liked me. What would happen? And then he'll come sniffing back around. That's what I've found in my many years of experience. <laughs> but if you're, if it's not bringing you pleasure, if it's not bringing you happiness, listen to your girlfriends and stop talking to him. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. This is my first time writing not only you, but really telling anyone this. Okay. I've been with my husband for six years and married for three. Recently, he seems distant and I feel like it's me. He doesn't cuddle with me anymore and our sexual relationship went from four times a week to one time every three months. I don't know what to do. Can you please help Miranda? Miranda, it could be a million things. I have no idea. Is he battling depression? Is he having an affair? I mean, there's a million possibilities. Is he, you know, feeling like, I don't know. That's not a lot of detail. There's so many possibilities of what it could be. He could be having um, some health issues. Maybe his um, hormone or, do men have hormones? Um, I (laughs) I think so. I know there's T-cell, there's T-centers everywhere, testosterone levels, and they could be bottoming out. It could be. A myriad of things. It could be environmental. I, I don't know. You have to address it, though, if it's bothering you. And you could just come to him with a place of love, not right after, you know, y'all have gone to bed and you were kind of, maybe you nibbled on his ear a little bit and it didn't go anywhere. And you're like, you never want to have sex with me. That's not the right time to have the conversation. The conversation about the bedroom should happen outside the bedroom, in my opinion. And, you know, just like, Honey, I, I just noticed, and I don't know, maybe it's just me overthinking things, but I've noticed that we went, you know, from having sex quite a lot to not really doing it anymore. And I just, I know I don't feel as fulfilled as I did, or I'm just worried, well, however you want to say it, but you need to approach the subject. And it might be, he'll just say, I don't know, I'm just, has he, has he gained a lot of weight? Maybe he's not feeling good about his body. Men have those feelings too. A lot of times women, you know, we get like men just like, I just want to have sex with her and she won't let me because she had a baby and she hasn't lost the baby weight. What if he's gained weight and he doesn't feel attractive to you? I don't know. So how can I guess? That's like a hundred times a year to like four. Exactly. So something has shifted. Something has changed and it's worth a conversation. So just have it with come from a place of love and not of accusations just like, you know, I just know that things have changed and I I want to have that part of our relationship be fulfilling and wonderful for both of us. You know, is there something we can do? Should we talk about it? What do you think? And just see what happens. But you have to have the conversation or it's not going to change. It's not going to just one day he's going to wake up and say, okay, I feel like doing it again. You know, this is something has happened if it's changed that dramatically that quickly. One more letter. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My wife and I are due to have our second child in July of 2022. We're having a boy, and the question I have is, how do I convince my wife to be on board with me getting our son circumcised? It seems no matter what I say, she just doesn't want to hear it. What do you think of circumcision? I don't want to upset my wife by constantly bringing up the issue, but it will be something I keep thinking about. Thanks, Sean. 
Well, Sean, I mean, I guess you could just have your list of pros and cons. She's probably thinking, I don't, it, unless it's a religious thing, I don't know. Um, is she thinking, I don't want anybody hurting my precious baby boy? Because it does sound really violent and awful, right? Right. <laughs> it does. But you need to just address what her fears are. And then maybe if there are medical reasons, are is there, what is your reason? You just think it doesn't look good? You know, because it, it does look different. It does look different, does. and he might be the only one in the locker room like that, and you need to address that with your wife. You know, like I'm thinking about long-term, you know, what it's going to be. So whatever your reasons are, but it has to be more than just because I said so and because I said so, and maybe get the pediatrician involved. I don't I don't know, but come with your reasons and make it's sure really it's coming. not really a question that usually comes up ahead of time, though, is it? Well, yeah, you have to know because don't you get no, circumcised I mean, like, in the hospital? in the Long list of questions that couples ask each other. I don't think that's on the first page. Right. No, no. How do you feel <laughs> yeah. about that? Yeah. But find out the, the root of why she feels that way and then try to come at her intelligently and with from a place of love and, you know, projecting a few years into the future of what life would be like for your son with or without the circumcision. Mm -hmm. Maybe there are statistics about how many boys decided as a man, you know, I, I don't want this anymore and I'm going to go back and have it circumcised as an adult. You talk about painful then, you know, so maybe there's some statistics you can bring to her about that subject. Then again, it might be religious. I don't know. I don't know what her reasoning is. You're the only one that can find out by asking her. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. Well, we were all over the place with today's love letters to Kelly. Yeah, Whew, we were. That was a lot. But I do want to thank you, Robert, for being here with me to oh, read me the letters as beautifully pleasure. as you do and for also weeding through all of them. Robert's the only one that sees the letters before they're read to me. And if you would like to send a love letters to Kelly or to Robert, um, you can do that at lovelettersToKelly.com. And again, thank you so much to Tracy Dempsey from South Carolina for sending in sweet little Donna singing the love letters to Kelly jingle today. I loved it so much. And I want to hear your precious little angel singing it too. Again, all the songs, all the letters can go to loveletterstokelly.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.